Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm Balta. Welcome to Flow Lab Podcast. We provide a voice to emerging and established creatives, entrepreneurs, and professional artists based in the UAE and from around the world. We dig deep to uncover inspiring insights and discuss authentic experiences. Today, we welcome Chris Hunt, an art director at Up Marketing Agency and NFT artist. In this episode, we do our best to uncover the world of NFTs, how Chris has embraced this new creative medium, and hearing tips and advice for other emerging NFT artists who want to understand more. We thank you all for being here, and we really hope you enjoy this episode as much as we did. So Chris, first, thank you for being on. And I think the first must question that we have to ask is what is an NFT and how do you define it for people to understand it? Okay, yeah. So in response to this question, I mean, I'm not a techie by any stretch of the imagination. So this is kind of new to me as much as it is new to everyone else. It's a learning curve for me too. So an NFT stands for non-fungible token. Now, boiling that down to what that means to me as an artist is effectively a digital form of ownership for a piece of information. So in this terms, it's a piece of artwork. Whereas previously, you owned a piece of art by owning that physical piece of work. Now that NFTs have come about, digital art can be owned and authenticated by the blockchain. So you get a permanent record of ownership from the creator all the way through to when it was sold, at what time, for how much. And it's a permanent thing on the blockchain. So it's really allowed digital artists to have the exposure that traditional artists would have had. That's amazing because you are a graphic designer. So when did you go into the NFTs? Because that's, that's pretty recent, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty recently. So I've been a graphic designer um, and art director for about 20 years now. You could argue I've been an artist for that long, but in terms of an NFT artist, obviously a lot more recently than this. So when I was introduced to it, it's, it's one of those things. I've always wanted to do my own work, but you know, career and work and business kind of get in the way of that. And then with the advent of NFTs coming out, I kind of thought, well, maybe this is the right time now for me to actually push on and do my own work. So Chris, what would you say is one of the hardest parts about having a creative business? Have you ever doubted yourself or have you ever come across some big issues that you've overcame and how have you done that? You'd be hard pressed to find a creative that doesn't doubt themselves from time to time. I mean, creativity is a very subjective thing. Sometimes people like it, sometimes they don't. I think when people really love it, you get a sense of, oh, all right, I'm really doing it. But when it's not to their taste, you kind of do have that kind of element of doubt in your mind. It's not necessarily that you've done anything wrong. It's just not to your client's expectations or your viewers' expectations. So I always think there's that kind of slight element of doubt. You have to be supremely confident in what you're doing or a bit more like me, have a kind of pig-headed unwillingness to kind of give up. Yeah, it's almost like you need a little bit of doubt to be able to look to see what everyone else is doing to make sure that you're still competitive and to keep that edge about you I suppose to keep sort of pushing that boundary and yeah I think it's about staying curious as well asking questions having the ability to step back from what you're doing and analyze it as well which kind of only comes with experience a little bit just as the art director role that you have in up agency we can touch a bit on this as well even though this is predominantly about nfts but 
did you have to pivot at all during the pandemic or did you I mean were people still very much keen to for your services and things or did you pivot in some ways? We didn't pivot so much the pandemic was as hard for us as it was for everyone else and it's one of those things marketing spend is kind of one of those first things that disappears from company spends when financial times are hard so yeah we bore the brunt of losing some clients that we'd built up but we managed to stick it out and with a few clients that we still had spending some money and, and still had work in progress that we could do kind of remotely i mean that's probably one advantageous thing we have is that it can be remote everyone was forced to sit back a little bit and reevaluate where you want to go and what are the next steps when before you, it was just like motion and so how do you go about your day like running your business but also having your creative side of the nfts and the artists that you are by yourself how does a day in your life look like a day of work uh, well, I mean, yeah, again, that it's very kind of, it's very sporadic, really. Sometimes if we've got projects on for the up agency, then I work on those. And then my art stuff will be, my NFT work will be kind of evenings and weekends. And if there's not as much going on with the up agency, I can switch that pretty easily. So I've got quite a good, in terms of both sides of it, then I've got quite good flexibility. I'd being an art director and a business owner is not a nine to five job. So you kind of work at different times. So sometimes I'll be working in the advertising side on a weekend and sometimes I'll be doing the NFT thing on a weekend. So it kind of works out really. Are you working on any interesting or exciting projects at the moment? Uh, well, I mean, I think I am. <laughs> so yeah, so what I was saying about me wanting to do my own work, like the specific style that I like is kind of distressed Surrealist collage is what uses what it's kind of classed as. Now, I've liked this style since college years and kind of kept on board with it, kept in touch with what's going on. I follow college artists, all the rest of it. So that was a good starting point for me with the NFTs. And that's some of the work that I've minted and sold so far. My latest collection I'm calling Art Heads, which is essentially it's an avatar collection which are quite popular in the NFT world at the moment. I'm just going about it in a slightly different way. So an avatar collection is generally the same form over different pieces of work, but changed for each execution. So probably good examples are Bored Apes. That's an avatar series where it's essentially it's an ape, but they're all changed in different ways. So my version of this is I've got a shape of a head which is cut up into hair, face, neck, body, and a background. And what I'm doing is combining the Avatar series, as it's known at the moment, but with more kind of finer, abstract, and collage-based art, rather than it just being computer graphics. It's a, more of a mixed-media approach. So what I'm planning on doing is I'm going to release a 1,000 of these in one collection. They're all going to be one of one. NFTs. So it's going to be a finite collection and I'm going to release them in sections in the collection. And the idea is I want to collaborate with other artists that can bring their style to the art heads and we can then work together on that piece of work. I've already got some lined up. I've already done a couple that are going to be released. I've been featured in a magazine recently and I've done an art head in collaboration with the owner of the magazine as well. Are you allowed to say the magazine's name? 
Uh, yeah, it's called 46 Pages, which is 46PGS. Okay, we can put the link um, in the notes. So when it comes to collaboration with different artists, do they have to be a digital artist or can they be a physical artist, like actually doing... For example, if you were to use flowers, because I know that you did use flowers in some of your first designs. So would you, for example, collaborate with a florist or something, or would it be more sort of digitally based? No, absolutely. I think that's what I like about the Art Heads collection that I'm doing, is that I want to open that up to every different kind of artist and work with every different kind of artist. For me, it's I'll do the kind of digitization and make it into that final piece, but I would like collaborating artists to use their influence and style and medium to then work with the art heads and make that piece so yeah i'd love to work with you as a florist on an art head i think that's really interesting and something i'd not thought about so thank you for bringing that up we'll definitely need to talk about that yeah that's so interesting like a thousand piece collection is not something that any how do you call it like a physical artist that is not an nft like no, yeah, it's a traditional artist, I guess. It would take a lifetime to make a thousand-piece collection of like every single piece being unique and have a different style. It's so interesting that what the NFTs allow to do and how we all kind of try to still understand what's the best way to, first of all, like express ourselves, but also how to monetize it or how to make it attractive for a customer or how to make it valuable like as a collectible it's so interesting like i'm so curious about it and see how the space goes yeah uh, well me too to be perfectly honest it's very much a kind of a brand building exercise to be a kind of an nft artist it's about kind of making your work and yourself and you know attractive to nft investors and collectors i was at a talk last week where they had a wealth manager there who was saying do your due diligence on the artist, make sure it's someone you like and know and trust. And there's all these kind of underlying things that as an artist previously, you potentially do the work and, and you put it in a gallery and if someone likes it, they sell it. But now there's this kind of undercurrent of having a profile and you know, kind of having a legitimate backstory to your work, which I'm happy to say I think I do with my kind of professional background. You know, I've got a legitimate backstory for being an nft artist and i think that's what people are looking for certainly collectors and investors certainly the investors want to get in early with an artist and want to identify someone whose profile is going to grow and whose effectively stock is going to go up because your stock as an artist will go up with the more popular you are the more you sell the more kind of pizzazz there is around your work it's like like anything in the world it goes up in value and that's what's happening at the moment. There's this sort of notion that I've heard lately where people are really saying that everything that's on social media is going to soon be chargeable. So likes, for example, on pictures and tweets and things. Do you have any sort of anything to say about that that you've sort of come across or that you've heard about? I honestly don't and haven't heard about it, to be perfectly honest. I know we all kind of need social media and we all use social media. I'm not the biggest kind of user. I mean, it's hard to say. I'm not the biggest user of it, but I use it because I need to and it's a good tool, but I don't really know the ins and outs of it too much, if I'm absolutely honest. If that's the case, then 
will do it if it comes to that. I honestly don't know about that, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I think it is just the beginning, you know, of NFTs and just how they are impacting the economy. I don't think it's going to be revolutionary for artists, certainly at the moment. We're seeing a lot of emergence in the music scene as well, but certainly in the field that I'm in selling art, then it's kind of revolutionized the art market in a sense, because traditionally, if I had a piece of work that I put on a wall and sold, that was it, I'd get the commission for that and it's sold. And then if my profile goes up, stock goes up, like we were just talking about, then the only person that benefits from that really is the investor that's already bought that piece of work and they get all the proceeds. Whereas what the NFT market's done is every subsequent sale of my piece of work, a commission comes back to me automatically through the blockchain. So it becomes then a kind of a, a, a passive income as well. So it's kind of revolutionized the market for artists. I see. That makes it a lot clearer, actually. I'd like to just add as well on your point about NFTs only being for established sort of artists already, because I think the key thing, perhaps that talk that you went to were trying to highlight was that it needs to be consistent. Like the NFT artist needs to be consistent with their work so that it gains value and there's reason for people to buy it and invest in it. So I think emerging NFT artists shouldn't be put off if they don't have an art background, but they just need to be aware that they're in a market where there's a lot of established artists already and that they're going to have to be very consistent with their work, I guess. I wouldn't be put off creating NFTs if you're not an established artist. The market's still very, very new. No one really knows where it's going to go. There's some big winners at the moment, but the market's going to change massively in the next couple of years. Just because you're not an established artist doesn't mean you're not going to sell any work. Some of the most expensive work that's been sold at the moment were free NFTs at, at some point. They were just put out there for free. It builds up a following. It builds up some engagement like everything on social media once it's shared to the right people and the you know the right people are buying it and investing in it suddenly you've got a thing on your hands so there's no right or wrong answer to enter the nft market as long as you're doing something that you like and you can kind of justify if you like in terms of what you want to do then there's no right and wrong answer and so if someone was to create their own NFTs, how would they go about selling them? You could give us maybe a few steps to once you've created the piece of artwork. Yeah, okay. Well, I can tell you the steps I've gone through. So when I kind of first heard about this, I just started doing all of the research you can possibly do, did all the searches, search all the hashtags, all the websites, etc. found lots of platforms. Some were open platforms like OpenSea, where anyone can kind of go on and buy work, upload work, etc. And then there's more curated platforms where you need to apply or you need to be invited. So I was lucky enough to be invited to a platform called foundation.app, which is an invite-only platform. So yeah, so now I've got a profile on there. So that's where I'm currently uploading my work. Um, there are other platforms out there. There's Maker's Place and there's Super Rare, uh, which are you have to apply as an artist and they kind of vet everyone that they want on their site and you have to send them samples of your work beforehand so that's kind of one end of the scale and then there's open sea on the other where anyone can go on and sell anything i think it's so exciting that everybody's kind of like figuring it out at the same time yeah there's merit in 
all different approaches, which is, again, is kind of quite revolutionary. All roads lead to Rome, as they say. It's kind of a bit like that. So by the time you have to create a new, because I'm still stuck with the thousand piece collection. So like, do you sit down on a blank canvas, a black uh, white screen, I guess? How do you get into like a flow state or how do you come up with ideas? How do you get inspiration? What's your process to get those creative liquids going on? Yeah, okay. So there's always a thought process to it. I'm very much a subscriber of the kind of 1% inspiration, 99% perspiration, which is banded around in the advertising agency uh, quite regularly. And obviously, there's a thought process, there's inspiration, there's things I've seen in the past that I kind of remember. Now, what I end up doing is if I try and sit down and think of something, but it never kind of works. I'd say probably my best ideas in the advertising world and as an NFT artist have come from just where your mind is clear. You're not thinking about anything else, um, generally on a treadmill or on a dog walk or anything like that, where you're not thinking about work, you're not thinking about this, you're not watching TV, you're not that, you know, and suddenly these things will just start snapping in your mind. Like that was the whole art heads thing for me. I was thinking, right, well, I like these avatar series, but I don't want to do the same thing as everyone else. I kind of want to do it in my style. So how do I do it? And that's how I kind of came up. Like I need one unifying theme. And I'd done something previously like this, but never, you know, years ago, I never really considered it any further than that. It was just a piece of design that I did for a client, I think, ages ago. And they never bought it. And it just kind of stayed in the bottom drawer. And then when I was literally walking the dog and I was like, oh, if I did those and I could do them in different style and then, but that's when for me I used to carry around a notebook for exactly that purpose I used to carry around a notebook and a pen to write this stuff down because the thoughts kind of start merging into different thoughts and you kind of lose your thread in your own mind and you need to be able to write it down so that when the future you looks back and think ah right I remember that um, now, obviously, we've all got phones, so I tap it out on the phone just so I've got a record of it, and then I can come back. And then, but even then, you still, even when you write your notes, it doesn't matter how concise they are, it will still send you off in a different direction when you come back to read it again. So my kind of thing is to get into a place where I've got no other distractions. I don't necessarily try to come up with an idea. I just need to be prepared that if an idea does strike, that I'm in a position to kind of note it down make a record of it, and then I can move on. And then once I've had that idea, that's the 1% inspiration. The 99% comes after that where I've had the idea for these art heads and I'm getting some very good feedback on it and people are liking what they see and all the rest of it. But to do each one of those pieces of work takes so many different revisions, so many different pictures that I'm either creating myself or I've worked with a different artist or I've found somewhere and putting them together in one piece of work, that's the 99% perspiration. So a thousand of them, it's going to take a while. Like that's going to be a big collection for you. That's going to happen over maybe a year or would you say? Uh, yeah, okay. I've not put a time limit on it yet. It's an ambitious target, kind of intentionally ambitious. I want the collection to have enough substance that it looks like a robust collection. Also, I want it to develop over time by just using this same outline but just done in completely different ways with different people. And then obviously different influences will interact with that. There'll be topical versions as well. So what's topical today might not be topical in a year down the line. 
So I kind of want to see that development through the thousand pieces from start to finish. And one, having that many gives me enough scope to be able to explore lots of different things. And having a time scale allows me to kind of see the development of almost time. If you're doing it, I don't think a lot of them will be that topical, but it certainly there'll be ones that, that are something current in the news. Or there might be a version I end up doing with a charity as a charity piece and sell it on behalf of the charity. I, I don't know. I've just thought of that now. but these things can develop and move on. So that's why I want to kind of focus around this. In terms of exciting opportunities that you're talking about, I've got a very interesting opportunity coming up. I can't say too much about it officially, but I'm going to be the official artist in residence for a great British sporting body soon. So leading up to the next Olympic Games, I will be producing NFT artwork for them and we'll be creating a collection together. That's so wow. exciting. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. I'm quite excited about it. Really good fun. Not many sporting bodies are certainly not public funded sporting bodies are kind of uh, doing this yet. So we could be one of the first. So yeah, it could be really interesting. So if an artist is collaborating with you, is there a benefit that you can add to the artists? Like, will they get some of the commission that you're getting, for example, or are you going to be sort of it's a way for them to get their name out there you're going to be representing them in some way is that sort of the idea behind it my idea would be to do it on a split commission basis through the nft platform uh, through foundation i can do a split commission with another digital wallet so if i was to collaborate with you when we mint the project your digital wallet is put on mine's put on we put in the percentages and the blockchain automatically divides up the commission once it's sold my god that's so exciting i can't wait to do this yeah it's a very good way to kind of collaborate with other artists it's a very good way for everyone to kind of share in that kind of sphere it's you know i will be working with hopefully some artists that are a lot better known than i am and i'll be working with some artists that probably aren't as established yet and it's a good way to kind of for me to get up there and also for other people to get up there and the nft community is quite supportive and everyone's trying to get to the same goal so yeah it's i want to support other artists and hopefully other artists will want to support me as well so i see it as a big community effort really amazing and on that note i have a question what advice would you give to those thinking about starting out as an NFT artist or a graphic designer or even just a creative business of their own, would you have any advice that you can offer? There are three very different things to kind of answer. Some of three very different questions. You can give three different bits of advice if you want. So uh, NFT, I mean, it all spans with doing your research, basically. It's due diligence as far as I'm concerned. If you want to be an NFT artist, get on there, do your research, uh, especially with NFTs. I mean, it's a massive learning curve for me. There's a whole bunch of jargon out there that I'm getting to understand. But yeah, it's a massive learning curve. So just be prepared for that in terms of being an NFT artist. That's the thing of creative business and artist. The business side of it is understanding what you're getting into, understanding the jargon. And, you know, you've got to be quite buoyant on social media to kind of build up your platform. You've got to speak to people. You've got to be around there and put your name out there to really kind of get your profile up, which is what I'm trying to do at the moment. 
one thing I'd say that I've learned from being in business by myself in the advertising business is don't be afraid to put your head above the parapet. A few years ago, it might be the case where the British sporting body that I'm going to be working with, I might have said, oh, maybe later, maybe not now, maybe I'm not ready. But then that opportunity goes to someone else and it could have gone to me. So I think don't be afraid of it. If you want to do it, do your due diligence, get out there, make some work and see how it goes. That's what I'd say on the NFT front. It's an ever-changing market that no one knows where it's going right now. So yeah, I'm kind of riding the wave and seeing where it goes and, and enjoying it really and hoping to make a success of it and hoping that it's going to be a long career as a graphic artist for me. If you were to find your 16-year-old self and you were to give some kind of advice or a guideline or something to avoid or something to make sure you do, what would you say to yourself? Okay, keep learning and stay curious. Like when I graduated as a graphic designer, I was kind of like, right, okay, I'm finished university, I'm a graphic designer. And then when I kind of entered the world of work, realized just how little I knew. Yeah, just keep learning, keep asking questions, keep finding out more and more and more and more and more and don't stop because you just keep learning all your life you keep learning and i think it's just have that curiosity and make sure that whatever you're doing you're still passionate about it yeah and it's almost like putting yourself in a position where you have to learn and you're forced to be out of your comfort zone and in a space where you're constantly facing challenges and that's the whole part. That's what it is. That's what it's about. Yeah, that is a big part of it. If I hadn't have kind of had the passion that I've got for my industry and what I do for a living, I never would have opened my own business doing it and never would have been an, an NFT artist for it as well. I think you've got to have that kind of one belief in yourself to do something that you enjoy and just keep on keeping on. That's what I'd say. Keep going and one day it will happen. So. If you could take any person in history for a two-hour lunch, who would you pick? Okay, I've got a very random answer for this one. And the name of the man that I would take to lunch is called John Harrison. Now, John Harrison was, randomly, he was a watchmaker from about the 1600s. And he invented the maritime chronometer, which in turn led us to longitude and latitude the reason why i want to meet him is he's actually my great granddad oh no really way. Wow, <laughs> yeah. came to so fame. that's why i would take him out for lunch i would take him that's out awesome. as well <laughs> <laughs> so where can people find you chris okay so on twitter my handle is distressed underscore dsgn instagram is at distressed underscore design and the link to my foundation is again the at distressed underscore design and the website is uh, distressed-design.co awesome okay thank you so much chris for coming on to the podcast we really appreciate it yeah this was very interesting i've really enjoyed speaking to you all thank you very much mm-hmm.